Welcome to Recovery Connections Podcast, the show that provides information about helping you in substance abuse treatment. For more information, please visit drughelp.info. Now, here are your hosts, Recovery Connection CEO Michael Breyer and Chief Clinical Director Greg Grouston. Welcome to Recovery Connections Podcast, our first ever podcast, actually, where we talk about substance abuse treatment. I'm your host, Michael Breyer. I'm CEO of Recovery Connection. And by my side here is Greg Graustein, Chief Clinical Director of Recovery Connection. And what we really want to do for you in these podcasts, in these videos, is to really give you some information about helping you in substance abuse treatment. We know that this is not an easy process and there's a lot of differing information out there. And if we can just give you our philosophy and our the way we see the world out there, maybe it's gonna be helpful for you. But if nothing else, it's gonna at least give you some place to jump off of to look for other information down the road. So I'm gonna say that the hardest part of recovery Hardest part of recovery is ask, actually asking for help. You've relapsed a million times. You've been sitting outside in the cold, freezing your butt off, looking for your next tit, and you're finally tired of it all. You're tired of all the anger, all the resentment, all the you know struggles that go through on a daily basis, and you actually raise your hand and you say, you know what, it's time that I actually get some help. And the big question that we're going to deal with today is, where do you actually look for help? Okay, that's not that easy. I mean, where? what's the first thing you do? You're not going to ask your family for, for help on where to get this. They're not going to know. They're not actually people who are, are using drugs usually. So you need to find some of those avenues. So let's just talk about some of the easy ones that are out there. The first one that we're going to talk about is the Internet. Okay, everybody has access usually to the internet. I should say that cautiously, not everybody has access, but most people can find access to the internet. And there's a lot of good resources out there. So Greg, tell us some of the ideas that you might have if you were looking for substance abuse treatment and you were gonna look on the web. First uh, off, thank you very much. (laughs) Welcome (laughs) to be part of this. Would be SAMHSA's website, S-A-M-S-H-A has the government website that you could utilize and that has a provider uh, search and education about addiction and buprenorphine recovery resources by going onto that website as well as so that's samhsa.gov correct it's the h before the s, s. that is always confusing because it says like sam shaw sam and that's really sam hussa but okay and that site is a, a national base of all the doctors and providers in the nation that is listed for treatment and as you said and i want to follow up with what you had opened with is the difficulty of first reaching out is what i call the ten thousand pound phone to be <laughs> able to be willing to pick up that phone is it feels like you're picking up ten thousand pounds and we recognize that and that first idea of going on the internet looking up medicated assisted treatment looking up samsa you know, it's a hard process. And I always say to, to the people in the office, I say, you know what, just because somebody called, that's already a, a step in the right direction. They might not show up, 
you might not come the first time. Something might cut in the way. You might find some excuses of why you don't show up for treatment. But at least you made that first call, and the likelihood is that you'll probably make a second call at some point afterwards, even if that first call wasn't successful for you. I think the theme that we're going to have in all our podcasts is this is a long road. Mm -hmm. This is a marathon. It's a marathon. And it's not a marathon with uh, the Kenyan and the Ethiopian runners who run really fast. This is really (laughs) one of those that would be like you and I running a marathon, which would be really slow, almost like the tortoise in the hare. So we'd be all the tortoises here. And that's the only way you have to look at this is you're going to have to take small steps as opposed to thinking that this is a big step, take it once and you're all done. That's not going to work for you. So looking on the internet and looking at towards facilities and practices is trying to match where you match, where you want to be part of that recovery. There's all different types of facilities and different offerings by practices, be it the very large conglomerates to the smaller practices right down to individual offices that provide treatment. And that's where your due diligence to look up and read about those types of practices for where you feel that you can be best suited to come in to fight for your recovery. So, I mean, the easy thing would obviously be also to to do a Google search. I mean, that's probably a a normal thing. If what kind of treatment you're looking for, and we're not going to deal with that in this particular episode of the podcast, but we will have a subsequent episode where we'll talk about the different treatments between methadone and suboxone and things like that. But you could easily put in recovery, addiction, treatment near me type of thing into a Google search Mm -hmm. and you will pop up with some potential good stuff. So I'm going to give you the first thing that you should always remember about a Google search though is the first couple ones that you see on the Google page when it pops up, a lot of them say in little letters, AD, which means I paid to be on the top of this list, which means I might not be that great a match for you based on what you're looking for. So you might want to scroll down a couple until you stop seeing all those ADs out there. I would also make sure that you realize that there are national websites out there Mm -hmm that are actually looking to make money off of you. And if any of you have ever watched TV, and I will tell you the one place probably not to look for treatment is on TV, because most of those is called 1-800-ADDICTION or 1-800, I don't know, (laughs) I need help type of things. And really all they're looking for is to send you off to some type of center where they can milk the insurance company on you for (laughs) lots and lots of money. So that is probably not going to be the, the solution to what you're looking for here. So that that would be the place not to go as opposed to the places to go. But making sure you do a Google search to find out what other things that you need support with that you can match into that facility. And a number of facilities have specialties within itself and you should do that kind of search as well as that Google search will give you the 
area where it is, and that is for your proximity to work, your proximity to access, be it by bus, be it by walking or by, by driving, and to making sure it's not too far. We are New Englanders, and nobody likes to even go over a bridge sometimes, so it, it is imperative to you to look. But more importantly is what is going to match to you for what type of recovery you're willing to participate in. So another resource would obviously be to talking to friends, and that's a two-edged sword here. So friends that have participated with your substance abuse use over the years who are still using are probably not the place to be looking for help. But obviously there are people that you might know that actually are in recovery themselves that you used to hang out with that no longer hang out with you that are looking for treatment. And that potentially could be a good resource. And I, we find that a lot of people call us say that they heard about us from their friends. Right. A number of patients, people have, oh, Billy got help. And you talk to Billy and he tells you a little bit more about the practice and about what you, what he has experienced and the support, the caringness and the treatment planning and, and how he matched in. And it's in the same realm. And we number of times will end up with packs of friends or even students together or even work workplace environments of maybe construction, husband and wives, husband and and wives and relationships that will pull the other person in and try to help out. So a number of times that that is a, that is a way of access. Uh, So, I mean, we have also, I mean, uh, let me go back to the family that I mentioned kind of quickly in the beginning, which family usually is not a good source. Now, if somebody in your family obviously is getting recovery, that would be an excellent resource for you to start looking for help. Normally, People who have never done drugs before are not the people to really be asking about how to get off of use of any types of substance abuse. I mean, it there is a factor. I, I find this interesting that, that when I'm looking for people to work in recovery, I find that the best people to work in recovery are people who have actually used drugs before. There is nothing worse than people who don't really have a background in using drugs or using using alcohol to the extreme. Those are people who are valuable resources. Why? Because they understand your particular situation right now, and they know what it would be required to get help. We at Recovery Connections also connect people into those other services during when they're not in the offices, community services that are run by or supported by people in recovery to help people find jobs and, and reconnect into the community. So, so let me just, now that you touched that, so let's talk about like NA, mm-hmm. Narcotics Anonymous. Now, is that a good resource for finding treatment? They will be able to provide you that list. NA has a history of a little bit less supportive to medicated assisted treatment and we'll discuss medicated assisted treatment is actually taking a partial opiate to help stim the type of cravings and some hard staunch na uh, purists are not really supportive of it however they still can be a resource to where to seek treatment and to to fight for that so yeah i find that interesting because one of my good friends actually is the president of Narcotics Anonymous, and we, and, and he was a 
a very, well, he's a very, he was a big cocaine user at one time. And I've done my share of heavy drugs myself. That's how we got into this in the first place. We have this good battle once in a while. And his position is any type of opioid is a bad drug to take for narcotics and honest, but I, I think it's a kind of a hit and miss situation that some of the chapters are more welcoming to people who are on substance abuse who are looking for treatment and others want to preach you the 12 steps of healing or whatever the heck they call it from standard wise in the in addiction field the goal now called the gold standard of treatment for opiate dependency is utilization of buprenorphine for medicated assisted treatment right it has proven itself in the in all professional matters however na it, it still have some old timers and understand and but they recognize where the aa model is more to whatever works work it if you are able to regain and fight for recovery whatever works work it okay so what about your doctor, your physician, the hospital that you go to, is that a good resource for help? Right, all the way down to the priest where people going to priest and saying, I need I've help. I've never thought about that one before. That's a good one. I <laughs> and like that. People confide into the priest and this is an opportunity even to the clergy to have Are they allowed referrals. to divulge that? And say, no, no, they can help refer a <laughs> okay. patient to, because they've also connected to many of these services in the community. So as you're aware, in the last 20 years, and an explosion of awareness to the community and nationally that this epidemic is exploding. A number of national people have perished because of it and it is really making exposure. So there's a lot of different people that will give you different ideas now where we didn't have before of where to seek treatment. Now physicians, your, even your internal medicine doctor has been aware now of Medicaid assisted treatment. And they are now involved in trying to either treat themselves or to meet the match where that patient needs the type of treatment, a higher level of care than they can provide. And that's the name of the game of where environments like ours will provide you that review of can we match the level of care you need? If not, we can actually go to a higher level of care. You can maybe stabilize and then return to us as well. So these kinds of things, the professional environment is much more aware now in the last 10 to 15 years than ever before. Well, that's good because, I, I mean, one of the other places that I, I think of is a psychiatrist or a psychiatric nurse or a psychiatric hospital that I might have to go to. Because unfortunately, quite a few of us who suffer from substance abuse obviously have other issues that we're confronting besides just substance abuse. I mean, and it's known in the industry about 60% of comorbidity meaning that there's an underlying mental health issue is apparently into an opiate recovery group of people. And that means that it doesn't mean it has a high end of like schizophrenia, bipolar can be from depression or just uh, clinical need for evaluation by a psychiatrist or a nurse psychiatrist to evaluate if do we need some other type of a treatment on top of the dependency for opiate dependency. A number of times opiate dependency is the covering to cover over the true issue why that person had to to deal with an issue they rather oh, don't go down the rabbit hole yet that's that's going to be another episode yeah. because if we go there that, we're going to be here all right. day talking so, about but that that's, <laughs> but definitely the psychiatrists uh, they're also that level of care that can support yeah so let me ask you this uh, as a general question is there really awareness 
from other medical professionals about treatment for substance abuse? I mean, generally? Generally, there is. Generally, there is there an off branch of what works the best, and then that's the glory of addiction counseling and counselors and psychiatrists. They all have their own little flavor to it. There's a, you'd say, the generalized national term recognizing Medicaid-assisted treatment is now the gold standard, and then there's always some off branches of people trying to do something else. All right, so now I've raised my hand. I've done the hard part. I've said I have a problem. Mm -hmm. I'm seeking help. How, now that I've checked out all these different types of resources, how do I decide which one is the avenue that I should go down? Most of the time, when you've raised your hand or picked up that 10,000 pound phone, you want help immediately. You've come to that point of that day to say, I'm done, I need help now. And you're hoping to pick up that phone and talk to someone who says, we'll treat you today, we'll treat you tomorrow, come in immediately. And that's what we're able to provide is that come in and we will evaluate you. And that's what you need to have, not, and sometimes certain practices might see you in a week or two weeks, depending on the size or the problem, but that step right there. So basically what we're saying is, if they can't see you for a week or two, then you're not that important to them. And you wanna find some place that really puts you as a high priority, that they wanna see you. And at least, even if it's not a perfect fit, it's at least a step in the right direction. Right. So I think our general conclusion from this podcast is look for all the resources you can. Yep. Find out who's going to help you and help you immediately or as quick uh, within 48 hours, I think would be a reasonable Absolutely. Should not be longer than that. Okay. And if they do at least start there, even if it doesn't wind up to be the perfect scenario, it's at least a good starting point to jump off of and go from there. Absolutely. All right. Thank you very much. That was a conclusion to our first podcast, and we're looking forward to doing many more for you. If you ever have any questions, we'll be putting behind or down below or on our screen. You can give us a call, 877-557-3155. Even if we're not in your area, which we probably won't be because we don't cover the whole country here, Give us a call. We'll find resources for you. We'll be happy to refer you to wherever you need to go. And we'll help you on your journey, no matter how much help you need. Right. Okay. Thank you. <laughs>